Thanks, guys. That was awesome. Wonderful. And hello, everybody. Boa tarde. It's afternoon still. Boa tarde, in Portuguese. It's very good to be here. And it's such a privilege to ah, just worship Jesus with you and, and be in the presence of our God. And, uh, yeah, also very good to see friends, friends' faces. I still have, a, and I even got a supporter here. He's got Brazil all over. Yeah, thank you. It's good. Yeah, but uh, I trust God still going to speak to us through his words. And, yeah, I just like to pray. Can we pray? Thank you, Father, for your presence here, for your spirit. Thank you, Jesus, because we can experience this only because of your sacrifice for us. And we are forever grateful. And I ask that you, spirit, will come and help us to understand your heart tonight. And, yeah, move us more into our mission, our destiny with you. So, in a way that you can be honored and praised and worshipped. Thank you, Jesus, for each and everyone that is here, that you brought here today. And please speak to us and do your will amongst us. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I must please ask you guys to give me grace. English is not my first language. So, you know, I, I did the joke. Dylan's here. He saw me preaching three times now. It's thank you. <laughs> thank you for being here again. And he heard me saying every time I start to preach this. That, you know, when you, you save some money to travel and you have a certain amount, then you decide to go to England. And you convert your money to British pounds. And you look at your wallet and say, it's, it's like that for me to preach English. You know, I look to my vocabulary. It's very little. <laughs> but I am trust God will speak to you. So... Yeah, and there's, there's a lot of things that God has put in my heart, and, and I'm sure, I don't know how it will go, will come across, but I trust you got something from, from tonight, from, from His Spirit, from His voice. And I would like for us to read a scripture in Genesis chapter 10, verses one, uh, 21 to 24. And I was just to read it for us so I can save my English. I feel like you shot me in the foot. Those names are going to kill me. Yeah, that's <laughs> why I did, Thanks. <laughs> Sons were, were also born to Shem, whose older brother was Japheth. Shem, the ancestor of all the sons of Eber. The sons of Shem, Elam, Ashur, Afat. Yep, no, that guy. Lud and Aram. The sons of Aram were Uz, Hol, Ether and Meshech. That guy was the father of. <laughs> I can't do that. Uh, there we are. Arfashad. There we are. 
That's what we're going to call him today. Shela and Shela, the father of Eber. Thank you. So, thank you, Jess. You might be guessing what this guy is going to preach to us tonight to this passage. It's not names for your sons, and, you know, but it's something that uh, we've been singing tonight. Huh? We are called by uh, the name of Jesus. Second Chronicles say, if my people who are called by my name. The disciples in Antioch were called Christians. And Jesus says that he's not ashamed to call us sons, brothers, sisters in Hebrews. And, and all these names is going to bring some meaning. I'm, I'm hoping for the end of the, the sermon, the preaching. But uh, it's interesting for us to think that because we read the Bible... And we, we see stories that happened a long time ago, 2,000 years or more ago. And, and, and we think, what? And now, what we do here, how do we position ourselves as Christians, as sons and daughters of God? And, and uh, I don't know for you, but also when I read it, there's a cloud of witnesses. Looking for us, cheering for us, it brings some something, you know, like a weight and expectation. You can become a little anxious. So, what I do now, what it means to be Christian, how do I live the Christian life? And that's what I want to learn from this uh, passage the legacy that we have of being a Christian, of being God's people, and how we're going to live that. In uh, Romans chapter 8, I, I'm sure you all know this by heart, uh, says that all the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. Amen. So, how do we suppose to cope with everything, with all of this? And the question I want to make is, do you think you are living in a way that is expected for us as God's people to do? And, and we're going to see this. this. The context of this passage was right after the flood. And we know that in the flood, God judged uh, all mankind because all the desires of the heart were evil. Is that true? If I, if I say any word that is not correct, you please say, hey, is this, okay? We, I'm family with you guys, so don't worry. Yeah. And, and, and with the flood, after the flood, you have a new beginning. And the generations had the opportunity that came after Noah had the opportunity to live in a different way. Completely new. <laughs> Everything, the past was gone. You know, think about it. If you were there, you would know from Noah, his sons, what just happened. You would know the, the story of mankind, the garden, and then the flood. And you have the opportunity to seek for God and, and live in a different way. 
and have fellowship with him. But what we see is the opposite. It's amazing to see how history repeats itself. And, and what we see here is like Satan, the serpent in the garden, the same one uh, has tried to, to corrupt God's heart, uh, man's heart, sorry. Thank you. Oof. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, with proud and, and living for themselves, not willing to uh, get a relationship with God. And God all the time points that there's no other way to live in this planet because that was created to be how we should live in relationship with God. And then, but we see this all the time. And uh, in this uh, moment that we read in chapter 10, a little earlier in the verses that I didn't read, read uh, comes up one figure named Nimrod. And this guy, the Bible says uh, that he was a powerful man like a prince amongst the men. And uh, he's the one that uh, found the city of Nineveh and also the Tower of Babel. Babel, is that correct? Thank you. Which also is another mark of the rebelliousness of the people towards God. And, and the spirit... There was in this guy, Nimrod, if you read it carefully, you're going to see the same spirit, Satan, because the words he used is the same. If you, you don't have to go, but in Isaiah 14, 14, says that Satan said to himself, I want to go high above the mountain of God, sit on his throne and become like the most high. And this guy, Nimrod, now that knows that God just judged the earth and started something again. Instead of surrendering himself and seeking to live with God, he says, no, now we're going to build a tower that's going to go very high, and we're going to make our names as famous as the Most High. It's the same thing. And then you know the story. What happened? God comes and scatter all the people, and confuse the language, that's what's called Babel, and he's also the founder of Babylon, or that's where it comes, Babylon, from Babel, and it's very interesting, because we see that what the man called a powerful prince, a distinguished man, to the heavens, he was like a hunter, he was not bringing life. He was killing life. So it's very interesting how we see things and how heavenly things, you know, uh, they, you can see from heavenly perspective. But in this context, thanks for being with me so far. Don't fall asleep. <laughs> Is the scripture that we read. Um, and it says in verse 21, 
Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so, sons were born to Shem. And Shem is one of Noah's sons. You remember the three of them? Okay. Okay. And, and it says that this Shem is the ancestors of all sons of Eber. Is that Eber? How you say? Okay. And there's something here that if we don't pay attention, you will not see. And that's what I want you to bring it to you tonight. When you read, read the book of Genesis, you see that what Moses is trying to do is tell us the stories of the families that uh, formed the people of God, Israel. In Hebrew, there's a word called toledah. That means the generations of the families. And that's how you read the whole book of Genesis. Before the flood was the same. You see um, Adam and Eve. They got the sons. Cain killed Abel. And then from Seth, they start to seeking God again. And then you see the, the division between those that follow Cain and those that follow Seth. And were the ones that were seeking for God. And, and here is, so Moses is trying to tell us this thing. And to mention this guy, Eber, without mention before him, his father, his grandfather. So he was um, Shem's grand great son. Is that right? Thank you. Is that it? So, he's not saying, he's not mentioning the Arfashad and Shalah, Silah, his ancestors. He's coming directly from Shem to Eber. And he's trying to show us that this Heber guy, Eber guy, was the one that sought a relationship to God. That was willing to walk with God and follow the, the covenant that he had from Adam, Noah, and now he's the one who wants to bring the people of God into earth. That is so important. And you know what is incredible about this, this person? Because he was in the middle of Babel. But he was like that. And Jewish tradition says that he didn't want to join Nimrod's plan to build a tower. And because of that, he didn't want to rebel against God. He received the grace when the Tower of Babel, the confusion happened, and all the languages were confused and people were scattered. He was able to remain with his original language, and keep living in the way he was. And that's why the Jewish considers the Hebrew a sacred language. Also because it was the Torah written in Hebrew. And the language that they were in the temple. They used in the temple. Isn't that amazing? Because the relationship with God, he was saved. He didn't have to learn another language like I have to speak to you. 
I tell you, it's difficult. <laughs> but he could keep serving God the way he was. And, and it's, it's incredible. But it's not only that. Because if you open to Genesis 14, 13, I think we have the scripture. You're going to see that his name passed to another generation. And now you're going to see what happened. Have you got that? Yeah. One who had escaped came to report this to Abraham, the Hebrew. He was telling the story of the five kings that got his nephew arrested. And then this guy came to tell Abraham. But by which name Abraham was known at that time? Hebrew. And can you guess what, where this word comes from? From the same guy, Eber. Ivrit is the, the, the root for that. Where you come, the Hebrew language and all those things. Because Abraham was following the same uh, kind of relationship that this guy had. It's incredible, isn't it? Because you and I, and I now, we know that we have the promises, the covenant, because of Jesus, of course, but because he is the seed of Abraham. So can you see now that we as Christians, we, not, we are not here as people of God who were born in around 2000, most of you guys. I'm in 1969. I'm 53 years old. And, you know, by, by chance, no, you still have one purpose, one mission. That is to carry God's name, God's glory, God's fame, God's redemption to the world. And the way you live is going to tell you that. In, in Galatians 3.18, it says that the inheritance is not depending on the law, but on the promise, on God's grace, gave it to Abraham. So, it's the grace of God. And how are we living as Christians? Are we just, you know, it's, it's really interesting. I, said, I mentioned the other day that I, uh, I read the guy that, that wrote this. He said, we have a tendency to uh, do like a theological, a systemized theological, yeah, systematic theology in everything. So we, we read the Bible and we see uh, creation, sin, salvation, and then we are expecting for glory. And we sit here and think, okay, next time, the Bible is not being written anymore. There's no uh, a reason for all that stories that pointed to Jesus anymore. So what we do? We just wait for him to return. No. We live day by day in a way that shows him to the world. His love, 
and brings redemption to the world. And you know what, what's interesting? Because you can read this with me, and, and it, does it make sense for you guys? Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm not crazy, huh? <laughs> okay. And, you know, but sometimes we think everything like this is just spiritual. It doesn't have to do anything with the world. But it's not like that. Because the blessing, the redemption, the covenant was for all the families of the world. That's what was promised to Abraham. He knew all the families of the world were going to be blessed. And, and uh, when we read that, we understand, okay, so salvation came to the world through the Jews, through the Hebrew people. Up to Abraham, Jesus, and now we are the Israel of God. But in that time, they didn't think like that. And you can imagine, and how would they feel if they understand, okay, God is only going to save uh, Israel or the Jewish people? How would you feel if there, there was no redemption for you? Not good, huh? But, but what we read is that, when Noah was giving the blessing for his sons, he said, may God extend Japheth's territory and may he live in the tents of Shem. And when we read that, say, okay, he was putting a blessing onto his son, one of his sons. But when we go and read the prophets and Isaiah, you're going to see that all the islands of the world which is one of the names for the Gentiles nations, me and you who is not Jewish, came from Japheth's generation. So the heart of God was bringing redemption through Shem and Japheth to everybody, Jewish and non-Jewish. Since that time. And the plan was always to redeem all creation for him. He deserves it all. He's worthy of every single one that was born in this planet. But there's another, another, please stay with me. It's okay. Another thing I'd like to, to tell about the privilege that we have of being God's people on the earth now. You know what is what is for me that strikes me more in all of this that I'm saying, and then when I was uh, preparing for you and praying, is that when we read that the, the event of Babel, we, we understand that that was a mark in the mankind history where God judged all of us, and scattered because we were proud and uh, arrogant and rebel against him. And he scattered everybody like we know the story. And this is something that happened very important in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, there's a, a reversion, how can I say? Yeah, of this that happened. You know where? On the day of Pentecost. And now you're going to say, you're crazy. How, how can it be? Yeah, 
by God's grace, on the day of, day of Pentecost, you see that people from all nations, including Jews, were there for the feast. And they received the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. And they all start to do one thing. What they did, Acts 2.12, what the Bible tells us they, they were doing. They were declaring the words of God in their own tongues. And, well, what is the Hebrew language to this? It's not the Hebrew. It's what they, what Eber, Abraham, and all the ancestors, the patriarchs, and everybody did with the language. They worship. And now worship in your own language, in English, in Afrikaans, in Portuguese, is the reversion of Babel. Because we are speaking the heavenly tongue. We are speaking the, the language the heavens understand. We are telling the wonders of God. And that's our legacy as Christians. That's what we carry. We carry the message that in Jesus there's redemption for the whole world. In the church, all the families of the world are blessed. And in adoration, in worship, we are telling him. He's still faithful. He's still worthy. He's a God. And we are expecting that in this way of life, our lifestyle of worship and adoration, people will recognize and be reconciled with him. You know, it's interesting. If you read carefully your Bible before the flood, you're going to see there's something that always struck me. Curious. Because... I was reading like the, son of, the sons of Lamech, I think. I don't know the name. You're going to read, you see a lot of strange names. But you're going to see all the, the things they did. They were musicians, craftsmen. They, 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 they had the technique on the iron, ag agriculture. They were like the best in the world. And that's all they did. That's what's written. Then you start to read them. The genealogy and the family of, of, of Seth, as I told you. And it's going to say, oh, this man lived 1,800 years and has this son, da, 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 and die. And the next one had like 700 years until Enoch, 365 years, these sons and daughters and die. And then if you think about it, say, well, it looks like that the other guys were being well successful. They had everything. Engineering, agriculture, arts, music, you know. But then you realize that none of their days were numbered because it didn't count for eternity. They were living for themselves. And what did they bring to the world? Judgment. But when you live to eternity, then your days are numbered. And you don't bring judgment. You bring redemption. So that's our legacy today. We are not here. We are these people. We are the descendants. They, those are the, the cloud of witnesses. 
they are looking for, to us and say, come on, give everything to God. Live to put the king and the kingdom first. Pour your life to the church, to your brother and sister. And you're going to receive an eternal reward. We are those who follow Abraham, Christ. You know, uh, my dad was, he passed away in 2016. Six years. was in May now. And my dad was incredible. Um, I miss him a lot. And on his funeral service, on his memorial, he was living on the end of his days in the countryside, 500 k's to Sao Paulo where I live. And he was part of the church, very involved in the church. And then when he died, we went there and there was a, a memorial service. I don't know how you call it. Yeah, it was amazing. It was beautiful. Everybody, you know, sad because of the, the, the missing of him, but also rejoicing. And we thought all he lived in and was at church. And that was beautiful. And then we did another one in Sao Paulo. And on those services, I cannot tell you how many people just say, can I, can I say something? I say, sure. I gave my life to Jesus because of your father. I gave my life to Jesus because of your father. I gave my life to Jesus because of your father. Man, this is our eternal reward. To see the Lamb receiving the glory. You guys here, you, you, you know well the story of Will Murray. Not only here, on the nations. We love him. We want to be like him. Because those are the people that understand the legacy of being God's people. It was really interesting that the word just brought was, I need God asking us to press into worship. Because that's your heavenly language. That's what you and I were called to do. To bring redemption to all the families of the earth. To Jesus. For him. And you might say, oh, we live in the tough times. Is that so? Look at Babel. <laughs> Look at Noah's days. Look at Jesus. Look at Hebrew, this cloud of witnesses. Read what happened to them. But now it's with us. It's our time to live in a way that brings redemption to all mankind. In everything that we do, we do as worshiping God with our lives. That was the word that was in my heart when I prayed for you guys. And I believe that God wants to remind us of that. We're not living for ourselves. It's not only this church. It's not only here in Brazil. It's the whole world. All the families until he comes. 
to receive the glory. So, I would like to ask, is there anybody here that is not part of this people is still? Not yet. Know Jesus as your Savior and Lord. And would like to start a new life with Him. Is there anybody here? That understands that you are you are called to have a relationship with him. That's also universal, huh? <laughs> Is there anybody here or everybody here is already a member of the family? Because that's God's heart. You're also not here by chance. You came here to know him. King of kings, Lord of lords. Our precious Jesus. Oh, what would be of us without him? If you if you're not part of the family, won't you be? And would like to come and speak to us later on. We'd love to introduce you to Jesus. The one all the families of the world borrow the name hmm. but if your family and you feel like you've been convinced that you're not living in a way that honors the legacy that you receive from him the inheritance that you have you be in a deep covenant relationship with him and give everything for him I would like for you to stand and I would like just to pray for you and ask God I want to give you all of my days oh, I would like all of us to, to stand I think that's better Can I ask Joey to pray? I know that. Your mother, I love you. As I was um, just listening to you and all that, I was reminded of the scripture. This is from uh, Ephesians uh, chapter 1. And... Uh, Paul prays that the eyes of our heart um, would be enlightened in order that we may know the hope to which he has called us and the riches of his glorious inheritance that we share in. And uh, before that in verse 13, it says that we were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance. Wow. <laughs> that we carry his Holy Spirit right now. That's, I mean, that is incredible in itself. So maybe just lift up your hands to the Lord right now, even if it's just for the sake that he, he put his Holy Spirit in us, which is an incredible thing in itself. God, we look to you. We think back over 5,000 years ago that you already started marking men and you marked Eber or Heber who became 
the father of the Hebrew nation, where you chose that nation to do your work in. You've also marked us here 5,000 years ago, and you've marked us with your Holy Spirit, God, that we are marked human beings, God, that that mark that you put on eBay, you put on us, Lord, and we're part of a great, great plan. So I pray for our lives, God. I pray that our eyes will be open right now, Lord, that we might see the greatness of what you have for each one of us in the age to come, Lord, when we shed these bodies and we receive our heavenly body, Lord. God, I know for many of us right now, even as we go back to our work tomorrow, Lord, it's very easy, God, for us to lose sight of that great thing that you have for us, God, that extends all the way back to Adam, Lord God, that you are doing something great in the nations. And we stand here because of that great thing that you're doing, even in us right now, Lord. So I pray for each one of us, even as we go back to our, our workplace tomorrow, Lord. Keep our eyes open, God. Keep our hearts full and wide, Lord, of the great thing you're doing. You, you, what you're doing in us is much greater than, than uh, what we can even come up with, Lord God. So I pray for every single one of us right now. Fill us even more with the Holy Spirit. Open our eyes as Paul prayed, Lord. Open our eyes. I thank you for that message that Ronaldo has brought to us today, Lord God. I thank you for you putting us here, your Holy Spirit in us. I thank you for the blood of Jesus, God. I thank you for um, going to the cross that we can stand here today, Lord. I pray for everyone that may be slightly discouraged. Maybe if I can just give a second call. If you just feel discouraged, man, and I, we all get discouraged, won't you just come forward? We'll probably end up, I'll see what Sean wants to do, but we'll probably end up wrapping the service. But if you just want some encouragement, why don't you just come to the front and, and just get like, yeah, I'm just, I just don't want to go to work tomorrow and I just feel I just need help. I, I want to go, I want to enter this week like, like just being so happy, so stoked with God, what God's doing in me. And maybe even ask if that's you. Why don't you just come forward right now? Just quickly slip up where you are. Let's just pray for you. That God would just like open your eyes. That you would just be so encouraged. And, uh, and that God would just, you would just be reminded of that stamp that He's put on you. That He's marked you. He's marked you. He's got a plan and a purpose for you. That you can go back to work or school tomorrow and go, wow. Wow. Wow, Jesus. Fill me with more and more and more. You know, God has caused, called us to be good receivers of His grace. And if you're not positioned to be a good receiver of His grace, just change it today. Change it today because he, he wants you to wake up tomorrow, tomorrow morning going, what, how much more can I receive from God today? Because I'm positioned to receive from Him. So Lord, position us to receive well from You, Lord. As Eber walked in relationship with you, that we would walk in relationship with you to receive well from you, Lord. We love you. We thank you for your goodness. from the very beginning even in the even in the uh, prayer meeting beforehand God had an open 
invitation to us. Um, and, it's, and the invitation continues, and, and I can see guys are responding. If you if you need to leave, please do so quietly. Um, those, yeah, please so for the rest of the guys who want to come forward, we're gonna the worship team is gonna minister softly, and we're gonna pray for you guys. Um, I know some of you have kids in the kids' facilities. If you can, just sneak through that back door. If we keep that door closed, um, Craig, if we can keep that door closed, this one here, yeah, and just everyone sneak through that door, maybe, and just um, go pick up the kids and, and go through. Um, so we're going to blur the ending. That's one of Brett's favorites. Because so, um, this thing doesn't just end. It doesn't. We don't, we don't want to push Jesus or God into uh, an hour and a half slot. So we're going to continue here for as long as it takes. Those of you who need to go, please do so. Um, for the visitors, great to see you guys. Please do come back next week. No two weeks are the same. Um, yeah. And for those of you who want prayer, please do come up. Worship team, Adam and the crew, you guys can go for it. Thanks, man. Thank you very much, Ronaldo. Phenomenal. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it. Jesus, you deserve the praise.